Good morning, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on Down to Earth with Harriet Kamek. We, this is the show we talk about down to earth issues, right? And today it's going to be real simple. Don't overthink it. So many times we spend too much time overthinking stuff. And I just wanted to make sure uh, we talk about that. Um, a couple of things before we go any further, let me take care of some, uh, some housekeeping. This Sunday, on Sunday mornings, we have a conversation. Sunday mornings with Harriet Kamak is your hour of inspiration. Make sure that you come and join us on this network, wherever you're listening to us from, as we talk about inspiration. Now, this Sunday, say this Sunday, I will be having a special prayer for those who are sick with cancer. So if you know anybody who is sick with cancer, I need you to call to tune into this program at 10 a.m. this Sunday morning, God willing, as we are going to believe God and we're going to pray for those folks, for anyone who is afflicted with cancer. And now I just want to tell you, I got the phone call yesterday that blew my world away. Uh, good morning, DJ Damage. Good morning. How are you doing? Right. And I, I kid you not, I got a phone call from my cousin from one of my cousins how many of us have cousins and how many of us cousins makes the world make the world a better place and how many of us grew up with a bunch of cousins and so as we get older we have fond memories of our cousins right and we kind of are still like yeah 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 still excited when we talk to one another because the memories of being familiar and the memories keep all of us uh keep us grounded right reminds us of who we are and why we're here and why we do what we do. So this coming Sunday, so I got this phone call last night that I was not expecting that came out of nowhere. So I am saying to you that if you know somebody who is afflicted with cancer, who got a recent diagnosis or who perhaps is, is going through treatments for cancer this coming Sunday, this coming Sunday morning, Make sure you tune in to Sunday Morning with Harriet Cameron as we talk about and we pray for those with cancer. I, I, I had just, I was outdone last night. I was just outdone. So in preparation for that, I want you all to go on a fast. I want you all to go on a fast. One meal a day between now and Sunday. See if you can do that. I've been fasting since the 27th of August. Believe in God for a miracle that there'll be a turnaround in a situation that I'm I've placed before God. I've placed it on the altar and have asked God to hover over it and change that situation for my good. And so I went on a fast and I've been on a fast one meal a day. And the day before yesterday, which was Tuesday, was the worst day. I mean, I was, gosh, you don't know. I, I literally, I ate, instead of eating one meal, I ate one meal but I snacked during the day. Typically, I wait until 5 o'clock before I eat. Well, what do you think happened? The very next day, I get a phone call from my cousin that literally had the... It could have changed my world, but I wasn't shaken. Suddenly, I understood why I was on the fast. So I'm asking you, if you know anyone who has been diagnosed or who is struggling in their faith to believe for a miracle in any area of their lives, but particularly in the area that cancer affects, please tell them, join me Sunday morning at 10 a.m. I'll be live streaming, and we're going to pray 
and believe God for a miracle, for a miraculous overturn in my situation and in your situation. So believe God with us. So in preparation for that, I want you all to go on a fast and one meal a day. So if you are sick, I need you to call your doctor, find out if that's okay. Right? Because, you know, some of us, sometimes we have issues. You might be on medication and fasting might impact your body's ability to, 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 to deal with the medication that you're taking. So go consult with your physician, right? Right? It's too much. I'm on my Facebook page and literally every other person seems to be afflicted, just got a diagnosis. Can't happen. Can't happen. Can't happen. Can't happen. We got we to gotta talk about this stuff. Right? Right. All right. It, it got to me. <laughs> right? So today I want to talk about don't overthink it. So um, like I said, I'm on a fast, right? And I've been on this fast for uh, 27 days. So I listen to all kinds of music. But I've been listening to some gospel music for the last, uh, maybe the last several days. And they, 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 there is a song that kept, every time I heard it, it would just make me think a little bit. You know, you're just there listening, listening, and it revives you and so on. Mm. You know, you're just kind of like, it passes the time while you're driving, builds you up, you know, you step out feeling better. But this particular song just caused me to think. It's like, Lord, deliver me from overthinking. And I was like, okay, so I've been hearing it for a week now. And I'm like, is that a message? <laughs> right? So I, I thought about it and I just kind of dismissed it. But just now, as I was getting ready to come on air and I thought about what I'm going to talk about, I want to show you something, right? I want to show you something that is on the face. This is my phone. For most of us, we keep a picture on our phones, right? whether that picture is of someone you love or your art, favorite art, movie scene, whatever. But I keep, I, I like stuff that makes me think or make me laugh. And I kind of, I don't really do the cover art. So a picture will stay there for months and months without me realizing that maybe it's time to change it. But every now and then I will change it. Well, in the last three weeks, I found that I had changed my cover art to myself. A picture of me taken two years ago on the, uh, it was taken maybe about two weeks after my mother had died. And I was getting ready for, uh, for an on-camera interview. And I, I couldn't get them to change it. They insisted on doing it the time they did it, in spite of the fact that I was in grief. And so I didn't have a choice. I had to go and do it, right? And so it was during a time when I probably was, as I thought about what I wanted to say this morning, my face propped up. The screen was right in front of me. And I heard that thing again. I felt like I needed to talk about don't overthink it. And I want to say this because so many times we find ourselves in, in situations where we, DJ Damage can attest to that, all of us, we've all had some exposure, some experience, to how much we overthink stuff, right? I, I'm telling the truth. We, we all are guilty of overthinking. We all, you're all nodding your heads like, yeah, that's true. Something happens to us in a relationship and we overthink it. We're guilty 
we, we ascribe to people attitudes and behaviors and thoughts that they are not guilty of, that are farthest from their minds. And so we overthink situations. And here's the thing, much to our detriment, sometimes it is what it is. Sometimes it's no greater, it's no less, it's not anymore, it's just what it is. It's just like a few days ago, I was talking to someone and they say, I haven't heard from you in a while and I thought you forgot about us and I thought you got, you know, you, 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 you know, you're better than you think you, 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 you're better than us now, you don't need us. And I was like, no, I am just busier and I thought you would have, maybe I expected too much, I was thinking at the back of my mind that you would have, you would have seen that, but I am just busy. And I said to myself, why are they overthinking it? It could it just be that I was just busy. You're still there. You're still, I'm still going to reach out to you, but maybe I don't have the time to reach out to you as frequently and as often as I used to. Do you see what I'm saying? And so many times what we do is we overthink stuff. We, we are so guilty of overthinking stuff that uh, we don't even realize how much we place too much time on thinking stuff. You want to get a good example of that. So I, I place myself in the midst of everything, right? So Because I can talk about you, but I can talk about me. And I talk about this with passion and, and, and so on because I am so guilty of overthinking something that isn't even worth my time thinking about. Something that I probably shouldn't even be thinking about. Something that I should just pray about it, let it go, or just ignore it totally. We all are guilty of overthinking. I see this happening with my oldest daughter. My youngest daughter is the champion of not overthinking. I mean, she's like this. She is balanced all the time. Sometimes I wonder if that girl has hormones or, or so on. She, she, just, she doesn't get from one emotion to the other. This is her, my youngest daughter. She stays the same all the time. My oldest daughter will sit there and say, I wonder if, I wonder if, and I'm like, darn girl, you think overthink stuff. She will say, mom, you're thinking. And I'm like, I'm not even thinking that. You know, she will say, well, you just said that I was. I said, I didn't even say that. I never said anything. Well, that's what your words implied. No, that's not what my words said. That's not what I said. Listen to what I say. Don't think something that I don't. How many have ever heard that? You're in a relationship, whether it's your marriage or your long-term partner, but your committed relationship, and you are thinking your partner is thinking something. You think your partner thinks, thought something when they haven't. And it starts an argument because they're like, you do this all the time. You're always saying things that I don't say, and it causes an argument. This is exactly what it does. It causes fraction, friction, and it brings turmoil within the relationship. We have to be really careful. The one place that we don't overthink stuff is guess with the boss. You know why? You don't want to be caught thinking something the boss hasn't said because it will land you in a world of trouble. But why do you overthink what your partner says? Isn't that the primary relationship? See, we, we attach a lot of it, it, attention and focus to our jobs. That is important. But your long-term survival is dependent on your relationship with your partner. Make no mistake about it. If we don't know our priorities right, guess what we're going to do? We're going to make wrong decisions. This is why people continually choose to work late, work late. 
in spite of the warning signals that it is causing problems in their primary relationship because they don't know which one is the primary relationship. Your boss will always want you to think that your primary relationship is work because they want your attention, your productivity, right? Your creativity. That is the engine that keeps their, their company going. So they demand loyalty because they're ogres. Yes. And they demand absolute blind loyalty as if just wanting to go home at the end of the day is a problem. So you sit there and you give more attention to the job than you give to your primary relationship. Before you know it, you develop lateral and affect affections for other people on the job that prove damaging to your primary relationship. We have a problem with overthinking because the boss will come and say, I need this by five o'clock. Well, get your boots on. You have eight hours. Do it. If they come to you at quarter to five, well, it's probably not going to be done by five o'clock because unless we're going to go into overtime, right? And if we're not going to go into overtime, then I'm not, I have to go pick up my children because my work ends at five. Do you see what I'm saying? And you have to be able to communicate that and set up the boundaries so they don't push you back because what they want. And then they're going to say, well, that person is never ready for overtime. Well, it's time to sit down in today's world. It's time to sit down and have that conversation. What exactly do you mean by that? You came to me at 4:45 with an assignment that is due by five that realistically could not be executed by five. And so now you're going to fire me. That's an unjust firing. Go file a claim, go file a lawsuit and see how quickly they will backtrack. Do you see what I'm saying? What they're doing is being overbearing and you're sitting there. If I don't do this, then I'm going to go home and I can't, won't have a home. No, no, no. Your primary relationship is the one you should not overthink. And sometimes in the beginning, your spouse is going to be very understanding. Your partner is going to be understanding and say, well, you have to work. So work it out with, but after a while, they're going to start thinking, are they making it up? Are they having an affair on the job? They start listening to your conversations about the people you interact with. And before you know it, you let, you've landed yourself in trouble, right? Don't overthink stuff. Don't overthink it. You go to the doctor. The doctor gives you a diagnosis. He says it's treatable, but you go home and you start thinking, let me get my affairs in order because I have 12 months. No. That's overthinking it. Listen to what the doctor says. Then you go home and pray about it. Do you see what I'm saying? Uh, yesterday when my cousin called, she had a really good attitude about what the doctor told her. She had a really good attitude about it. She was like, yeah, but I'm, I, I believe, right? She had a really good attitude. She wasn't ready to call it quits and go, you know, buy some life insurance or something and, and take out something with a funeral home, right? So what I'm saying is we need to be able to look at the situations that impact our lives with a degree of certainty and a degree of clarity that we perhaps are not giving our, our relationships. We are looking at situations as if this is the ultimate, this is the final moment. And we sit down. Remember yesterday we talked about those runaway thoughts? You're all nodding your head. You sit down and you start thinking if this is what the boss is thinking. Sometimes the boss is caught up in his own life. He probably had a wife who argued with him this morning, a recalcitrant teenager who is yelling, right? He probably has parents who are ill. She probably has a spouse whom she has to deal with, right? You don't know what's going on in, behind closed doors in people's lives. So the boss is looking at you with a frown 
because they're not frowning at you, they really have something else going on in their minds. They have to think of the outcome of everything else. But you are like, they don't like me. They're going to fire me. And you start thinking like that and it affects your performance. We got to be careful of overthinking. Don't overthink it. Say don't overthink it. It really is simple. And I, I thought I'd talk about it today on this thoughtful Thursday so that we somehow garner our thoughts. We kind of have to corral our thoughts and we have more control over our own mind. We have allowed other people. And when I say this, I say this with all brevity and clarity. We have allowed others to control our minds. We are influenced and too easily influenced by the games that people play. We're too influenced by what we see on the internet. We're too influenced by what we see on the news. We're gullible. We're too influenced by someone else's opinion. And we do not corral our thoughts, right? So many people who have eating disorders, when you hear them talk, they'll tell you that he made me feel fat. How does someone make you feel fat? Where are your thought processes? I felt bad about myself, so I went to eat. You see people who have low self-esteem because he didn't like me or she made fun of me or she didn't like me. And I'm like, so where are your thought processes? Do you see what I'm saying? You're overthinking it. Somebody else is a bully. That's all they are. They're a bully. And it is their, as a bully, that's what they do. They, they get a kick out of seeing other people react to them in a bad way. They get a power trip out of it, seriously. But if you ever, if you have ever confronted a bully, then you know that you're just as bad a bully as they are. Bully right back at them. When I was in elementary school, there was a boy, he was so tall. I don't want to say his name because he's probably alive still. He was so tall. He used to pick on me all the time. I would pull my hair and talk bad about me and say things about me. And one day I turned around and hit him in his gut. It was the only thing I could do to get him to stop. He never picked on me again. We became good friends actually after that. <laughs> right? Because I had to stand up to him because I got tired. He was always pulling my leg. And if I were going to sit somewhere, he would sit in the seat and start laughing. He would always show up behind me. and ah. Too bad for him. Sucks to be him after a while. I, I just turned around one day when he was standing behind me and I got tired of it and I hit him in his stomach. Nobody said a word, including him. You see what I'm saying? But I kept sitting there. I, was, I used to go home and tell my mom how I was afraid to, you know, because he's always picking on me. Well, she said, well, you, you have to deal with it. Well, I dealt with it. I handled it, right? Handled it. So we have to learn to handle our overthinking processes. Have you ever been in a relationship? I know I've been in a relationship and it didn't go the way I wanted it to, especially if I said, well, are we going to go out later? And he said, no, I have something else to do, but he's looking at his phone. So immediately, you know what I'm thinking? Oh, so he's making a date with someone else. Probably not. <laughs> He's probably going back to his business to go take care of it. But in my overthinking, I walk away with an attitude and sulk. So when he calls me again, I don't want to talk to him because I'm thinking, you didn't want to be with me because you wanted to be with someone else. How many times have we done stuff like that? A classic case of overthinking was my own sister, my mother's daughter, who, told, who said something that she thought I thought. 
couldn't have been farthest from the truth. And she'd been thinking this way for years. And I'm like, I, I remember saying to her, that is classic overthinking. I'm like, how could you ascribe to me ways and behaviors that I'm not even guilty of? And that's when she said, uh oh, uh oh. I said, uh oh, indeed. How many of us are guilty of overthinking? The damage that overthinking does is that it ruins even the best relationships. It ruins the relationships that we pride, the relationships that we value the most. We have to learn to listen to ourselves and listen to what you're thinking. If This is why I say sometimes when you're driving down the street on your way to work, you need to listen to yourself think. And you have to ask yourself this question. Don't ask out loud because people think you're crazy, right? But you have to ask yourself, why do I think like that? Why is it that when someone looks at me funny, I immediately think that they're thinking I'm ugly, I'm not smart. Why, why does that bother me? You have to examine it. And you will find that you have overthought stuff. Now, it might have come from a place that is quite validated, right? Maybe in your past, in your history, somebody thought like that, whatever. And so you find yourself doing that. But then you have to ask yourself, really? Why do I think like that? You have to ask yourself that. You're standing before your spouse. This is the person whom you told everybody you love. And you want to spend the rest of your life with, ostensibly. But yet they're saying something. And you're thinking, is that really what you want to say? You, you hear these arguments. Listen to the arguments you're having with your partner all the time. Really? That's all you think? Is that really what you want to say? Why do you know that? What are the, you know what that is? That is classic overthinking. Sometimes I'm, I'm so blunt and straightforward. I just come straight to the, I'm, I'm like, get to the, get to the main topic. Don't give me the fluff. Just tell me everything. Just get to the main point. What's the bottom line here? Right? <laughs> That's me as a personality. What's the bottom line? I want to get to the bottom line. You can't make it today because you have something to do. Fine. I'll move on and go think something else. Now he's walking away thinking that, I'm thinking something else. No, I'm just thinking you can't make it today because you just told me you have something else to do. You don't want me to start thinking that you have other people to think you're doing some things with. Do you see what I'm saying? That would be me overthinking, right? But he's probably walking away. Why was she so brusque with that? Why, is she having issues? Don't overthink it. Now, sometimes there is a case can be made that Further perusal on a matter is warranted. Absolutely. But then you have to allow your thoughts to figure out which is this requiring further attention. Because so often what we do is we spend attention on stuff that really isn't necessary. Some things are just what it is. It is what it is. There is no grand scheme of things. It, 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 it's like what we refer to as conspiracy theories. Something happens and we're like, uh oh, that's the aliens from, from sector 54 <laughs> who are causing that. That's overthinking. It was just a weather event. There's some things that might have some validity. Like I still find it curious how the hurricane that was on a dead path course of Florida ended up destroying the Bahamas. <laughs> now you're going to say that I'm overthinking it, right? <laughs> and you're going to say that I, I'm overthinking it. Is it? <laughs> Is it?
is it really? I don't know. I don't know. But, but <laughs> it's a classic scenario because that hurricane was dead center on Florida. Somebody was going to kill Puerto Rico. <laughs> and then it ended up in the Bahamas. So the utter dismay of the folks in the Bahamas who can't get their lives back in some parts of the Bahamas because it didn't hit Nassau. Now, I'm not overthinking that part because Nassau is a center of investment for many American companies, many American hotels and so on. But it didn't hit Nassau. It hit the outer outlying islands. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Am I guilty there of overthinking it? And you're all not going to act. No, you're not. You're nodding your heads like, mm, I'm kind of with you on that one. Think about that, right? So there's, there's sometimes when thinking a matter through is warranted and necessary. But then there are some things that we have to have the wisdom to realize that that something is exactly what it is. And I have found that in relationships, especially in our intimate relationships, in our personal private relationships, the primary relationships of our lives, the ones with our spouses, our partners, the ones with our children and the people whom we love. Those are the relationships that we find that overthinking causes the greatest damage. Sometimes you can even overthink a situation. You might be a lawyer and, you know, your client comes before you and you're so used to people coming to lawyers when they're guilty. that You just assume that this client is guilty. So you're just kind of listening to the story. You have a pre-set, predetermined way you're going to structure their defense around only to find out that they really are actually innocent and you have to reconfigure the way you thought about the case happens all the time. If you don't believe me, sit down and listen to prosecutors and lawyers and judges. You'd be amazed, right? We have preset biases. We tend to view people through those boxes that we have in our mind. And we look at people and we imagine that if you look like that, then you act like that. You think like that. You are like that. And then you find out that, no, classic, classic overthinking. Or we have good friends, friends we have known forever, friends who mean the world to us. Friends, sometimes my grandmother used to say, good friends are better than pocket money, right? You have a good friend. And we're so guilty. Everything that they do is subject to that overthinking in our minds of their motives. We, 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 and a lot of that overthinking, let me help you a little bit, comes from what? A place in the past where you were hurt. It comes from a place where something happened to you that has now jaded you and jeopardized your way of thinking. It's kind of jockeyed your thinking and kind of move your thinking rapidly over into thinking something that's not even there. And it is a destructive pattern that we have to learn to observe and navigate away from so that we can live beautiful, wholesome lives filled with love, filled with security in the fact that I am loved and the person whom I love loves me and I'm not going to be hurt. So many of us come to these places because we've been hurt and you've been molested and you were raped and you were assaulted and you were, they stole stuff, they took stuff, they, they damaged you. 
So now when people come into your lives, you're jaded. This is you looking at them. What's your motive? They must have a motive. Then you look at everything around them and say, mm, so that's what you're planning to do. You're overthinking it. They probably just have pure motives from the heart. I saw that recently with a friend. She's probably used to people flirting with her husband. So we went to an event and we were sitting down and the seat was close and was empty and her purse was on the other seat. And I wasn't thinking anything. I thought she was saving the seat, but I thought she wasn't gonna sit there. So I just sat down and he started asking me about uh, my work. He and I, we, we know each other. Hey, how you doing? We know of each other, but we never really, you know, was nothing. I was just talking. And then she came. And the way in which she spoke, you could tell that she anticipated that I might have been flirting with him. And he, the way he looked at her was to immediately shut her down. But for me, I looked like, and I was just like, no, don't overthink it. No, it is as plain as day. Not interested in your husband. And I wouldn't do that to you. You're my friend. I'm not interested. I don't do that. I don't inflict hurt unknowingly onto people. Do you see what I'm saying? What was she doing? She was overthinking. Just classic overthinking. Nothing was going on there. Do you see what I'm saying? You see how destructive that could have been? Because for the rest of the evening, even though she tried to, uh, you know, re-engage with me, suddenly my boundaries went up and my barriers went up because suddenly I'm like, I don't want to be around folks who are going to think that way about me. You see what I mean? We have to be very careful about overthinking.